Okay, so everything, my, my internet is working, no problems at all today. I had an Microsoft entire work day. Operating. Everything's fine, I think. So we're uh, hopefully going to get through an entire episode here. And, and we got shit to talk about. But we can start off by recapping some stuff that we recorded for the last episode, but just couldn't include because... We couldn't include your your part of the, your track didn't record. Right. I'll tell you what I listened to. The, I listened to all of it, including like thirteen minutes of just me. Okay, it's, and how was it? It was annoying, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's just big long segments where I'm not saying anything, you know, and it's just like silence. Right. And then, um, but the most annoying part was. The there was the other part that did record our sound wasn't matched up. We were off by like a couple of minutes. Okay. So like we would be talking back and forth or at the same time, but about different things. (laughs) So that I I can't imagine having to listen to something like that. It drove me crazy just doing it for a few seconds. So right. Hopefully we're in the clear on this though. But um so let's Let's talk about rabbits because we we kind of had a full circle thing here. You you go ahead and start and tell the story that you told the other day about right. rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. So last weekend, um mowing the lawn and um mowing the backyard, and I'm walking up to the tree with the mower and this rabbit just like pops up right out of thin air and, and, and takes off running. So we've had rabbits uh, uh, in the backyard in the past and I'm, you know, whatever. And uh, he takes off. So then I like turn around and this baby rabbit materializes out of thin air. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> Holy shit, where the hell did this come from? And it takes off. So I'm looking at the tree, thinking they're living in the tree, yet there's no hole. And then I look down in a third a third rabbit total, a second baby rabbit pops up out of a, an air, but this one he he he's kind of on his back and he's like running in air and he like turns himself over and takes off. So, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like, holy shit, I could have accidentally run him over. I'm happy I um, didn't, but I'm looking down in, um, in the like ground, there's a rabbit hole. And we had talked about like not, realizing that rabbits really lived in holes and I don't know if all of them live in holes, but you know, I had said Sunday that, that I thought like Bugs Bunny lived in a rabbit hole. (laughs) That's pretty much it. So rabbits truly live in holes. So, and actually, so, so I wondered whether they return, but I was, um, filling up my water and I looked outside uh this evening and and one of the baby rabbits was out there like okay around hopping around so yeah yeah rabbit holes are real I mean rabbit uh, holes are real just tell Alice yeah <laughs> so you told this story on Sunday and it didn't mm-hmm. make the podcast but then we we did get into talking about Roger and me which did make the podcast right but um, you told this story on Sunday and then on Monday um, I take a break from work and like go out there, go out to mow my lawn at like noon and I mow the backyard. I come to the front yard. I'm mowing the front yard, like not, not really paying too much attention, I guess. And, you know, I go, I come to the end, I turn around, I come, you know, to go back the other way. And as I turn around, I see a, the tiniest bunny, like barely bigger than my fist, mm-hmm. jump up out of the hole that I just mowed over. Oh man! And take off, and he took off like 
with it probably the same kind of thing that you saw, like the kind of unsteady gait of a like drunk baby rabbit just learning to walk, right? Like, right. You know, and and you know made it across the yard, but then when he got to the driveway, he just kind of stopped and like I didn't think he was going to keep going, but then he disappeared, and I was just like, holy cow, this is exactly what Brian was talking about. And then another rabbit comes out and races away. And I was like, oh, God. And then and so then it occurred to me, like, I just mowed over this hole. So, Mm -hmm. like, maybe those are the two sole survivors. So I turned the mower off and I went and looked in the hole and there's two more rabbits in the hole. Two more baby rabbits, like nested together. Right. And. Um, I could see them like I could see their little bodies like moving a little bit like mm-hmm. up and down. And I I um, I just I didn't I remember as a kid seeing a nest of baby rabbits that were they, they weren't in a hole. They were um, behind like this old like porch at the a house across the street. And um, and that. I remember learning then or hearing then that you shouldn't disturb baby rabbits. Cause like, if you touch them, the mom will desert them or whatever. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to leave them alone. And, but I was just happy that like, I didn't, like, I, I didn't have, cause a massacre, like mowing over a baby rabbit hole. It could have been really bad. News. Right. Yeah. I mean, Lots of that, fur and lots of yeah. I mean, it could have been it. It could have been you know just oh horrible. Right. But um, it could have been like that scene in Raiders of the, of the Lost Ark where the guy gets hit by the propeller. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's exactly what it would have been like. But um, um, yeah, um, this this weekend I'll probably like m- mark off where the hole is and and just yeah like, not not mow over there. Yeah. Well, that was, that was Monday. And then I checked, um, when the kids came over Monday night, I showed them and there were still just the two rabbits. And then I checked yesterday and there was only one rabbit in there. But then when I checked first thing this morning, there were four rabbits back in there. Oh, okay. So it looks like the others came back and, and I read that, um, the mother rabbit only comes to nurse maybe like twice a day. And then the rest of the time, the baby rabbits are just on their own. Oh, wow. And that if you handle a baby rabbit, the mother rabbit will still take care of it. It's, it's an old wives tale that okay. the mother rabbit will desert them, right. but that you shouldn't move the nest because it could, the mother rabbit might not be able to find it. They'll so yeah. you, you, you can move it like somewhat in the, you know, a few, they said you can move it a few feet if for some reason it's just really inconvenient where it is, but don't, don't move it too much. So, right. um, I, it'll be fun to see what happens with these baby rabbits, you know, but I just got to be sure that I don't accidentally mow over them because <laughs> I don't, I don't want that on my conscience, but you know, I, I tell this story to my dad and he's like, hey, do they sell rabbit at the grocery store that you go to? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think so. I've never seen it. He's like, I had it. I kind of like rabbit. And first of all, I think he's full of shit. Like he might have had it, but I don't think he actually liked rabbit. I mean, right. well, I mean he likes beef, pork, and chicken. That's it. He's not right. eating rabbit. Well, but, the, uh, um, the uh, Strax by us has it. Oh, it does? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I, but, and like, you know, for some reason, I didn't have any problem like thinking about eating a rabbit, but then I'm going to feel all, all guilty mowing them over, you know, right. it's the same end result is the same. One's just a little grislier than the other. So um, <laughs> watch out for the rabbits if you right. if you have a yard. Um, all right, let's see. I was listening to this and this is, I mean, I, I shouldn't be amazed by this, but I am. And I'm going to tell you and you're going to be like, yeah, no shit. But, uh, <laughs> but I was doing work today and I had Alexa play the 90s, like alternative and grunge station, they call it. Mm-hmm. And the first song that comes on is Glycerine by Bush. Okay, right. Which... I mean, it's hard to find a more 90s song than that, really. 
Right. And, and like, I used to love it way, way back, but then like the past 10 or 15 years, I just, anytime that I hear it, I turn it off. It just kind of, kind of annoys me now for some reason. Right. But I was in the mood today to listen to it Mm -hmm. and I knew every damn word of it. And, and it's like, it's, it just amazes me how you can not listen to something for like 10 or 15 years uh-huh. and it just comes back to you. I know it's, it's just that, uh, memory it's automatic. Yeah. But do you think it's, um, part of it is just the Mark Marin always talks about the, that music is magic. Mm-hmm. It, like it, there really is just something about music that lets you listen to because like, I mean, not that I ever really got into poetry or memorized poetry, but it seems like it would be harder to, to, to recall a poem than it would be a song. Yeah. Right. Probably. I mean, I guess it, um, you know, depends on, what the poem is like if it's in some like what do they call it like uh iambic pentameter or whatever oh yeah mm-hmm. some like catchy ass meter which is i guess really a song i mean right melody helps i mean i, th- I think obviously like repetition helps i mean i mean you heard that song million times from yeah like, that's right well like 94 to 2005 right or so so yeah i mean i think in yeah I, th- I think it's everything i mean you know you can probably still quote lines from from a few good men like you used to i mean <laughs> i actually did i actually i actually did perform that scene for my kids right. like two or three months ago. And right. <laughs> my son, Ben just looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> he was like, why do you know that? <laughs> well, I just um, had that happen also with, with uh, muscle memory. Actually, there was a, there's a Led Zeppelin song that I play on guitar. I played it a lot. I learned it uh, for my sister's, wedding okay Mm -hmm. that was in 04 and 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 i had played it so much uh leading up to it that i took a long ass break from it and i relearned it a couple years later and then like um you know like eight years after and then i haven't played it in probably like two years and on sunday i think it was like sunday afternoon or whatever sunday night maybe i wanted to play it because it's a i I I think it's a real complicated song and i looked at the music a little bit but but then i said okay if my memory is that awesome i just have to like shut my eyes and just let my hands take over okay mm-hmm. uh and and that's what happened i i like you know i fumbled around and i was wrong on a couple chord changes but but then what it, it was it was like a rusty bicycle chain it will like it wasn't really moving and i pedaled harder and it was moving and then all yeah. of a sudden I mean, I was like, holy shit, that took like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, yes. So, so I, I, th- I think that happens with lyrics, songs, playing music for, or memorizing movie scenes. So, yeah. So like there, there are, you know, the phrases, you know, like it's like riding a bike. Well, it's like a lot of, lo- it's like a lot of things, you know, yeah, like you yeah. don't, a lot of things just come back, mm-hmm. but that um, you mentioned this, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, probably where Pearl Jam was talking about somebody in Pearl Jam was talking about uh, getting ready to go out on tour again. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the person interviewing asked them if they were, you know, rehearsing 
And they were like, no, we don't, we don't have to rehearse. Anymore. Right, right. <laughs> we, right, right. That was actually, um, the, that was in, uh, after, right after Backspacer came out and they asked Ed and he oh, okay. said, yeah, uh, uh, we got this. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think. Especially... No, what's funny is, like, I think from my understanding, like reading, you know, from like sources, blah blah blah. You know, they do rehearse the, the like new songs, or right. You know, when we hear like an alteration, like in like Love Boat Captain there's a newer version that they started, I think in like 2014, um, you know, they rehearse that, right. but to, in, in they'll like change old songs, but to be able to, to like come across a song like uh, corduroy and they say, do we have to practice this? No, I mean, we're okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just, that's awesome. I mean, that's yeah. Awesome. And, and you know, how many times did they do it in the studio when they were recording it? You right. know, they probably did it a couple, you know, a hundred times in the studio or something, right. you know, cause I, I even remember, you know, that Grand Rapids show that you and I were at in what may of Oh six mm-hmm. where, you know, it was a great show and they kind they had a set list, but then they veered off the set list and, and Ed says, well, we could try Around the Bend. Do you want to hear Around the Bend? And right. they're like, we, we haven't played it. We haven't practiced it. And so, and then they played it and it was perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, it, at that time, it was the first time they'd played it in like a few years or something, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, and I, you know, I remember us, when he said it, we, you and I just turned to, uh, each other and we're like eyes were like wide and we're like holy shit right yeah it, it was just so unbelievable I, I i actually i have to look that up now to see what the stats are on around the bend i was just spending time on on here the other day on on uh seeing how often they play whatever songs but around the bend it came out in 1996 and they've played it 17 times live wow. since 1996 <laughs> And when we saw it in 2006, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, it was the seventh time they had played it live. So like, it was, it was completely like, oh my God, they're actually playing this song, but, and then they just totally aced it. So muscle memory and just knowing what you're doing, I guess. I know. So like taking it back to like Bush is a terrible band. There, <laughs> I mean, Gavin Ross. That guy's a fucking fraud. As shit. He he he's just he's a poor music. He he like the guy's British. He has a cool accent and he's handsome. That's what he's like. With yeah. Love. Um, but I like a handful of their songs, counting Glycerin. And but is that like that? Just like when I hear that song and probably a, a few uh, Oasis song, like it just like I am transported like right oh, away yeah. to uh, senior year, right yeah. away. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I feel that you mentioned Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the songs that came on later on that channel was, um, was Wonderwall. Okay, yeah. By Oasis. And I I have I don't know what it is, but I have something about Oasis. That that song and uh Champagne Supernova and What's the Story Morning Glory. Right. That I can't listen to those songs. No, really? They they are they're like like I have this like heaviness that I feel when I hear those songs and I don't know what it is. Wow. Like almost this, like, um, like dread. No, this like melancholy longing. Right. Like, like almost like, Oh shit, that was my youth and that's gone. Right. You know, Uh, but it's just, it's, 
it's just like so specific to those to to Oasis songs. Right. And I don't know. I don't know why it because like I can't even I can't I cannot think of another musician that I feel the same way about. That, that makes me feel that way. Not, not like I have any huge attachment to Oasis. Like I like those songs, but like, I don't know what I, every time they come on, I'm just like, uh, oh, I got to turn that off. I can't, right. I can't do that right now. No, so I can't, I can't remember the last time I listened to those all the way through. I hear you. I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, it's, it's really weird. It, and, and it's, that's why music is so fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, it, it like it sparks up whatever i mean and whether it's a positive or negative right, right. And, and and i mean what you're feeling isn't isn't negative it's just right right yeah i it, but it's almost like it's almost a feeling that i, I don't even want to engage with right, at right. The time, you know well, it's I, just like I don't know. No, I hear you. Like this might sound funny to you or to people, but like I get that feeling. It's a probably different reason, but like Jules' first album. So she, oh, oh, like she, yeah, she's a great vocalist. Yeah, I, I think she's like corny as hell. Um, but we saw her in yeah ninety seven and. The concert was awesome, but wait, we we saw Jewel in yeah. concert. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Oh, remember Ray Ray's Fish House? <laughs> yeah, that's so right. Okay. okay, yeah. But like that, like I know that album is really good and it's well written. Blah blah blah. Sure vocals are like awesome on it and but i like i i can't listen to that album like I, yeah i i threw my copy out like years ago I'm like, <laughs> fuck this and i mean no i'm on youtube constantly and i like i just that's like one of the last musicians i want to hear yeah and, and it's not because i don't like her i uh, i just called her corny but like right i mean I that's it's, yeah bad corny does, corny doesn't preclude listening though right right oh yeah <laughs> absolutely um that's that's interesting i i was listening to an episode of wtf today and mark Marin was talking about how music he always talks about how music is magic but he talks about they were talking about uh, comedy albums mm-hmm. and how you can't listen to a comedy album over and over again, the way that you can a music album. Right. And, you know, he was saying it's because music is, is magic. Whereas comedy, like, even though you're listening to the same thing over and over again in music, it can touch you in a different way, or, you know, you feel something or you notice something else or whatever. Whereas you can only listen to a joke, you know, a couple of times or whatever before it's not, it just doesn't strike you like that anymore. So I, I just think that's so interesting, but you still have not so much anymore. There's not like comedy albums. Now it's more like, you know, comedy specials on Netflix and stuff, but there were like for a long time, you know, comedians released albums that Mm -hmm. people would buy. Right. And, you know, I remember listening to like Bill Cosby himself oh, yeah. and Eddie Murphy raw in like all of these out comedy albums, like back in the eighties and just thinking they were so awesome. Right. But, you know, I, 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 I would never buy one now, you know? Yeah. Uh, my parents had, had, had uh, like n- numerous um, Steve Martin comedy albums. Yeah. Bill Cosby's old shit they had um richard pryor like live on the sunset stripper oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean that and i i would like to i you know i have this record player here and i have some records but i would like to get some comedy albums you know just to not that i'm going to listen to them over and over again but there's so many that i've never heard you know and 
Um, but I'm so, I'm so weird with comedy. Like I I've watched a lot of specials on Netflix and some of them I don't, I don't laugh at all. We had a little interruption in the recording, but we're back. Uh, so we'll pick up, I was talking about, um, so I have this record player and I have some records, some music records, not a lot, but I'd like to get some comedy albums. And cause you know, there's this long history of com- comedy albums that I've never heard before, you know, and they were talking today about, um, there's this Rodney Dangerfield album that he recorded before he had that whole, I get no respect thing. Okay. So like he was doing an entirely different thing before he hit on the, cause he was around forever. He was around like 20 or 30 years before he didn't get popular until he was in his fifties. Wow. Which is crazy. Like right. things got so bad for him. He was selling aluminum siding. Holy shit. Because he had a family that he had to support. Like, did he, was that the like, like eight, like eighties then? Yeah. So like in the eighties, like late seventies, early eighties, he started to blow up a little bit. And then like he started, he did it all like back to school and like these other movies just because he did he didn't like doing them. He, they were just a huge paycheck for him. Right. And he had worked for so long and so hard right. that he was like, all right, I might as well cash in on some of this. You know, wow. what he really wanted to do all the time was stand up. Um, and it took him a really long time to get there. But, um, you know, I would, I would love to listen to that. I'd love to listen to, you know, really old school stuff, but also, you know, just like, those Steve Martin albums that y- you mentioned that your mom and dad had. And I don't know. I mean, it can't be that difficult to find a lot of that stuff. I'm not going to pay, you know, I'm not going to pay an arm and a leg for it, but if I can find some of it and, and listen to it, I'd like to, it'd be cool. Right. But we'll see. Um, <clears throat> all right. I had, <laughs> I, I, I want, I want to know what you think about this. All right. Well, wait, before I get to this, let me so in the mark Marin episode i was listening to today they were talking about um they were talking about rodney dangerfield and how funny he is and then they started talking about don rickles are you are you have you watched much are you a don rickles fan uh i do you know uh, him at all or yes i know him and i know him from like being a kid but right that's about it Okay, so like he basically most of his shtick was like insulting people, you know, like he would just come out and just like do these bizarre insults to people. And (laughs) they so on the on the podcast that I listened to today, the WTF episode today, they were talking about how he the his the the magic of his performance was the rhythm of it and just like the total commitment to whatever he was saying, even though like a lot of the time, like 20 or 30% of the time, whatever he was saying made absolutely no sense. And there was no reference that could make it make sense, but he was just saying it so fast that people just assumed that he was saying something that they didn't understand, but it still sounded funny. So they would think it was funny. Right. And so (laughs) Mark Marin used this example where he says, you know, I saw in this, in this, in this special where he's, he's talking to a guy in the front row, a well-dressed guy in the front row. And he says, look at you, mister, you're wearing a suit. Did you buy that? Did that suit come in a package with two pairs of pants and a (laughs) (laughs) yo-yo? Like, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Right. Two pairs of pants and a yo-yo. But like, if you can picture Don Rickles saying it, it is hilarious. So I'm sitting in my car, like at the grocery store, getting ready to go in. And they say this and I just start cracking up and I listen to it for, you know, another minute or so. And then I go inside and I'm in the produce section and I start thinking about that. And then I start thinking of other Don Rickles stuff. And just he's he always strikes me as so funny just because he's so fast. And so there's this. Okay, we, we got off of the YouTube recommendation thing for a while, but I have a YouTube video recommendation here. Okay. Look up um, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Uh, 
Don Rickles broken something or other. I, I forget. I, I forget how you can find it, but like Don Rickles was a guest host of the tonight show and he broke something on Johnny Carson's desk. Okay. And so the next night when Johnny Carson comes back, he sees that the thing on his desk is broken. Like during the show, he sees that the thing on his desk is broken and he's like kind of upset about it. And he asks like, what the hell happened to this thing? And Ed McMahon is like, well, Don Rickles broke it last night when he was hosting. And Don Rickles just happened to be in the next studio filming whatever TV show he was on at the time. So Johnny Carson leaves the Tonight Show studio, walks to the next studio, interrupts Don Rickles's recording, like in the middle of the scene, and walks in there to confront him about this broken ashtray. I or, was actually w- w- that pissed off about it. I think that he was pissed off, but I think he also knew that it was going to be fantastic television. Okay. Like it looked like he was genuinely like perturbed about it. Right. But when he went into that studio and you just, it's the only time I've ever seen Don Rickles be like, like, um, like cowering a little bit, you know, cause like as soon as he saw Johnny Carson, like he knew what was up, you know? So it was, it, it it was just, if you can find it on YouTube, you need to watch it cause it's so, it's so awesome. And then the other awesome clip Don Rickles was friends with Frank Sinatra Mm -hmm. and Frank Sinatra is on the tonight show. And he's telling this story where Don Rickles is out on a date and at, at this restaurant and they're sitting, he's sitting down with his date and he sees Frank Sinatra on the other side of the restaurant. So Mm -hmm. Rickles gets up, excuses himself to go to the bathroom, goes to the bathroom on the way back, stops by um, Frank Sinatra's table. And he's like, Hey Frank, I'm on this date. Why don't you come over and say hi? It will really impress this woman if you come over and say hi. Because and I can tell her, like, yeah, I know Frank Sinatra. And you know, Frank's like, okay, that's cool. I can do that for you. So Rickles goes back to his table. He's having dinner with his date or whatever. A few minutes later, Sinatra comes over and he's like, Hey Don, how's it going? And Rickles looks up to him and says, Frank, I'm eating dinner here. Can you leave me alone? <laughs> Wow. And Sinatra's like, what the fuck? And just walks away because what the fuck are you going to do? You know? Right. And like Frank's like mafia Frank Sinatra, you know? So just just like the thinking to be able to do that is just that's just so hilarious to me. <laughs> Fucking Don Rickles, man. But um oh, so anyway, back to this story about so in the grocery store, I'm thinking of Don Rickles. And I start laughing. I'm standing at the fucking radishes. <laughs> I'm like, can, can, cannot you control your ass laugh. off at the radishes. I'm laughing my ass off. Like, literally, I can feel my shoulders moving. Like, what? And then it just becomes this, like, why am I laughing standing in produce? Nobody knows what I'm thinking of. I just look like some madman laughing. And I was so fucking thankful that I had a mask on so nobody could actually like see my face that I was laughing. But they probably thought I was having like some convulsions because like, you know, my body, you can probably tell that I'm laughing. Right. They're like, man, those are some funny fucking radishes that guy's got. Masks are helping hide certain shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But they they are odd because like I saw... A, a woman in the store tonight who I usually deliver groceries to. And she you stopped. Her, why are you shopping? I did. And she was oh. there with her. She was there with her two kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she saw me and she's like, Hey, and like, I didn't recognize her at first. Cause like, you know, I don't have her whole, whole entire face to look at. And then like, right. when I, like when she talked, I, I, I was like, Hey, why are you, sh- you're, you're coming out by yourself. She had her two kids with her and um, she's like, yeah, I should have just had you do it. And I was like, yeah, you should fucking had me do it. But like you, it's hard to it's hard to recognize people. You know, there have been people. I Well, I told the story weeks back where I thought I saw your sister and oh, it yeah. wasn't your sister, you know, covered up by the mask. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to die from covid, but I'd like to prevent the awkward moments i know 
<laughs> but well, you know, I was thankful to have it have it in place today, so they couldn't see me laughing. All right. Well, what I was gonna say before Don Rickles was I had I had an idea for our next guest. Okay. And, and this is based off of again the WTF podcast that I listened to today. And before you say no. Well, actually, I don't want to say that. I want I want you to give me your your honest opinion of what it would be like to have this guy as a guest. And it's so it seems impossible, but once I explain, maybe it's not impossible. All right, all right, all right. David Crosby. Holy, like David Crosby. Like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know that for sure. So what what made you think of David Crosby. He was he was a guest on the WTF podcast mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I listened to it. And at the time, Mark Marin was, you know, he made a big deal about how Crosby came over and it was a long episode. And then like afterwards, he was just hanging out and like Mark Marin like couldn't get rid of him. You know, he was just like not leaving. And then, you know, when he was talking about it today, he was. This was all a conversation with Tom Sharpling, who's this radio host who they've done a few episodes together. And when Mark Marin and Tom Sharpling do an episode, they basically do exactly what we do on every episode. They just talk about whatever. Okay. And, and it's always really entertaining. But um, hence, we're really entertaining. Exactly. Exactly. But. Tom Sharpling has this show called The Best Show, which has been on the radio in New York for like 15 years or 18 years or something. And um, he said that his producer one night just like tweeted at David Crosby and said, hey, David, call into our show and we'll put you on. And then like David Crosby just called into the show. But Tom Sharpling didn't know that David Crosby was going to be on the show. So he's like interviewing like, you know. David Crosby calls in and Tom Sharpling was like, all right, I guess I'm talking to David Crosby. Like I have nothing prepared, but whatever. And he said, he just went on and on and on talking. So I thought if maybe he's just like thirsty for like interaction and to like, you know, prolong his celebrity. Right. So I wonder if I, if I get in touch with David Crosby, if I'm like, Hey, we have this podcast, this is what we do. Come on and join us. And he would be perfect because, like, if he can't stop talking, then, you know, he's perfect. We just have an, an epic episode with David Crosby. Let's try it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, he's a, kind of a wild card, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, he's he's a real wild card. So. Well, hell, I mean, if uh, we get David Crosby, we hit it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, that's a big that's a big win, David Crosby. Right, so. one fourth of, of uh, CSNY. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we get David Crosby, then maybe we get Neil Young. Right? <laughs> do they like Neil, each other? No, Neil Young's not going to do that shit. No, Neil Neil Young is. Although, wait, he no, he did the WTF podcast. Yeah. He did an episode, but it was a really like pulling teeth episode to get him to talk. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if they like each other or not. Yeah, I don't know. But um, all right, I'll I'll work on David Crosby and see if we can get David Crosby on. Right, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awesome. Oh, Dean Cameron, DC, David Crosby, DC. There we go, and then uh, after uh, after David Crosby, we can get David Caruso. Yes, and and Dean Kane. We might well, we might have to uh, ha- have the uh, FBI help us find fucking David Caruso. <laughs> yeah, he left uh, what NYPD Blue to have a film career, and that right. didn't work out too well. Then he jumped on to that like CSI wherever fucking s- little rock or CSI <laughs> Fort Worth or wherever <laughs> CSI Boise <laughs> C- 
CSI Fort Worth, maybe that's what Dave's going to be doing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, All right. So tune in and see if maybe uh, if David Crosby is going to be our next guest. We'll see. Do you think it's like easy to like get him, like get his agent, like just as easy? I maybe I don't know and like this this uh I'll have to research because this radio producer said that he just tweeted at him and said call in so maybe if I just tweet at him from our from our podcast twitter account and I'm just like hey David come on our on our show and um you know I'll have to we'll have to we'll have to listen to the most recent few records to get a good idea of what he's been up to lately right well I mean we would have to like I wonder if we would have to interview him, or if he would, or if he would just come hang out, roll with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That'd be that'd be a good question. If we were, if yeah, because maybe if we were like, you know, it's not going to be an interview. It's just going to be a hangout. If he'd be like, all right, man, I can hang out. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know. He he has some guidelines about what he wants to talk about, though. That's what Mark Marin said. So, oh, yeah. which is which is fine. I mean, we're not going to get anybody on here to grill him or whatever. Right, you know? right. So, all right. Well, that's a little teaser for the next episode. Listen in and see if we land David Crosby or not, or or all four of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, I notice you're a, you're a little less skeptical about David Crosby than you were Dean Cameron because you're like, we fucking got Dean Cameron in no time. Maybe any, maybe we can, you know? You know? Well, yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And what I mean... It is like just that easy. Yeah, if all you have to do is ask, you know? Right. It's like asking out the hot girl for a date, you know? Right. Like, all you have to do is ask. And, I, and I mean, maybe her whole angle of yeah i mean we aren't going to interview you i mean we're just going to talk right we're just going to talk and hang out and you know talk about stupid shit right and then they're like yeah i like to talk about stupid shit i like to hear myself talk i'm down with that (laughs) yeah all right we'll we'll see um okay we've talked before about like creepy like um, examples of how our phones are watching us or whatever, you know, like ads or like when we're talking and and ads pop up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I have this Alexa in my kitchen, which I'm looking at right now. And, um, I'll, I'll, I've, I've seen a few ads from stuff that I've mentioned in conversations in my kitchen, but like, it annoys me that if, if, so I've basically accepted that Alexa's always listening to me and like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm willing to give up that little bit of privacy to have like songs on demand, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which pro- probably isn't what our founding fathers had in mind, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's where we are now. So if she's always listening, why doesn't she do a better job of anticipating what I want? Okay. How, who do you think is my most requested artist when I ask Alexa to play something? Uh, probably like the Dave Clark five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear. Okay. After Dave Clark right. five. Yeah. I mean, she should know she should know should just pop up right so when i say okay here let's let's do a little experiment alexa play force of nature here's force of nature by dean miller on amazon music alexa stop was that neil young no i say alexa play force of nature she said here's force of nature by b miller oh b miller Alexa, shut up. Who the fuck is B. Miller? It might be a great song. 
I I won't know because I get too fucking pissed off that she's not playing this shit I want her to play. How many times have I asked you to play Pearl Jam and there's a Force of Nature song by Pearl Jam and you're going to give me the B. Miller version? You think I want that? Reader the Riot Act. I just did, motherfucker. <laughs> Who's B. Miller? Do you know B. Miller? No, I know her her, her cousin B. Arthur, but not her. <laughs> <laughs> B. Miller, oh, even worse. B. Miller, an American singer born in February 7th, 1999. She came in ninth place on year two of the X Factor when she was 13 years old. Yeah, she's uh, quite young. Yeah. Like, I'm not listening to B. Miller's Force of Nature. I want to listen to Pearl James' Force of Nature. And the fact that Alexa doesn't know that is just irritating to me. Why am I giving up my privacy if she can't even read my mind? Not even read my mind, just infer. I'm telling you what I want. I just need you to connect a few dots. You have to keep training her, programming her. Yeah, I guess. But when like 75% of my requests are Pearl Jam. Right. I mean, she like should be pretty um, uh, intuitive by now. I would think so. Alexa, play Wonderwall. Wonderwall by Oasis. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Alexa, play Wonderwall by, by Paul Anka. Here's Wonderwall by Paul Anka. Anka, Anka. whatever. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Have you ever listened to that Paul Anka version? No, I haven't. Is it Anka or Anka? Well, I've always called them Anka, so so have I. Right. Well, we I'm gonna keep saying I'm gonna keep saying Anka because I don't think I don't think Alexa knows. Right. Um. Anyway, sorry, Alexa. I don't mean to talk shit about you, but yeah, man, I'm talking shit. Pretty about harsh. Her. Yeah, I understand it though. <laughs> I don't think she's all that bright. No. And that, like, I bet Siri would have here, here, let's, let's, I have my, my phone here. Let's see. I don't really use Siri, so I don't fucking even know how to turn Siri on. Do you know how to turn Siri on? <laughs> no. You, you, why? Well, I don't have any Apple products. Oh, well, that's a good reason, I guess. <laughs> um, well, I obviously don't use Siri and this is a new phone, so I don't even know what the what the hell I'm doing. So well, I just mind. have to like ask it. Hey Siri. Play Force of Nature. Sorry, I couldn't find Force of Nature in your music. Oh well, you have to have it. Okay, but then oh, but then but then when I pull lazier. It's like hey no, you don't have it downloaded on your phone. I'm clearly not heading to the internet to find it for you. Right, but then it gave me this view in iTunes store button that I clicked. And what comes up? Force of Nature by B. Miller. Well, I mean, B. Miller's happening. I mean, she, I guess so. She's young and I think she makes music. I don't know. I haven't ever heard of her. So... <laughs> Does that make us old and out of touch? Like, what if B. Miller is, like, really, really huge and we don't realize it? Yeah, I mean, we, we probably are old and out of touch. I mean, there there are people all the time who I have to ask, like, who who's that? Why? What do they do? How? Why should I know that person? Like, do you know Janelle Monet? Yeah. I I recognized that it was somebody that I should know, mm-hmm. but I always get her confused with, and I don't even know her name, but like a few years ago, there was a girl pitcher on like a Little League World Series team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, were they from Illinois? They might have been. Yeah. And that's who I always think of when I think of Janelle Monet. Little League pitcher. 
Yeah, World Series female pitcher. What what the hell was her name? Uh, Monet Davis. Okay. Okay, well, okay. You weren't okay. very far off. Yeah. Janelle Monet, Monet Davis. <laughs> it's but yeah, it's still an example of like, you know, I don't I I don't know if we've talked about this before, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but we are now closer to 60 than we are to 21. Oh, yeah. Yes, we are. Does that, how do you feel about that? Well, I, you know, I thought about that when I turned 42. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah, because we've done 21 twice. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's not that far off. We'll be rocking it on a on the podcast. We would have had David Crosby by then, and <laughs> we'll be on episode like twenty one hundred or something. Right. That'll be awesome. <laughs> Still, we'll we'll uh, we'll hopefully uh, recall the days of. Uh, Wondering whether we could get a guest as big as as David Crosby to come talk to us, right? But that remains to be seen. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. What do you? What's your feeling on? Um, well, we've t- we've talked about this a little, but this is a very specific thing. Like my daughter Emily, who I love very much drives me crazy with her anxiousness to get to October. Because of fall? Yes. Yeah. So I, all right. Um, I, I personally hate fall because it means death. Like literally things are dying. It's getting colder. And I know what fall leads to so right exactly that's always my problem with right like right. in and, and and i think like i maybe this isn't true but i just i think loving fall is more of a recent thing relatively recent. Like- maybe i'm way off base but i've uh maybe it's i've notice people talk about it more like loving fall and loving pumpkin and whatever and yeah yeah i mean fall is fucking fall yeah i mean i think part of it maybe part of it is marketing the whole uh oh yeah spice like psl and all that shit totally fucking marketing i mean like i don't know like who 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 like wants to start wearing sweaters and shit? Like, <laughs> no. And this is coming from a person that is big into fall fashion. I have a lot of fucking fall shit. I like that temperature sense, but but I don't want to. I don't want to jump into it. I mean, I'm one of these people that that like wear shorts as long as possible. I mean, I'm like, right. you know, I have the november rule i mean no i don't want to wear jeans until like november 1st but i know that is yeah possible but i yeah yeah right i i have the the october 1st jacket rule like i will not wear a jacket until october 1st and usually there's a day in september that i'm walking to work and freezing my ass off and like everybody else has a jacket on but like i'm holding out for some reason on not wearing a jacket right. until october first that didn't happen last year though there was not one day that it was cold in the morning on october or before october 1st right. I mean, but um and, and you're like clearly the hardcore one <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly the the well right. the well adjusted you know i make more sense you know but i i thought of this today because i needed i needed uh hand soap for the bathroom okay so i'm at the store today and i like to buy that mrs myers stuff because mm-hmm. it had to have like all those cool scents and stuff right so I'm like always switching up the scents and trying and like with the whole COVID thing, like 
hand hand soap is hard to get so i've been like pretty much settling for whatever they have but i and i went the other day and they didn't have any so i've been using freaking dish soap to wash my hands for like two or three days so i'm like all right i gotta go back and check just just get it from amazon because my right there just tell her I know. <laughs> Just tell her she's gonna end. She's gonna give me some fucking B Miller soap right. or something. And I don't fucking want B Miller soap any more than I want her stupid ass Force of Nature song. But um, but in like order, I'm so stupid because I'm like I could order it from Amazon, but that's gonna take a day or two when I can just go to the store and get it now. Right even though they don't fucking have it. And in my mind, when they don't have it at Meyer, I'm like, oh, I'll just run to Target and get it. But then like, by the time I get to the front of the store, I've forgotten that I even need hand soap. So I don't go to Target and whatever. But today I went and I saw that um, they have uh, new Mrs. Meyer's soap in the on the display. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, that's good. They like, they have three new scents here. One of them is um, apple cider. The other one is acorn space. And the other one is mum. Okay. Yeah, that's all false shit. Ex- they almost fooled me because I saw mum first. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, mum. Yeah, I bet that smells good. And I took off the top and I smelled it. And, it, it, and I was like, oh, limited edition. This is like, oh, it smells good. I'm going to get mum. Only when I saw acorn space or acorn, that's what I have written down. I'm not sure if that's acorn spice. That's what it is. Not space, spice. My talk to text sucks on my phone. Acorn spice. Only then did I realize, oh shit, mum is a fall flower. They're fucking fooling me here. I, I have, I have no recollection of flowers. I can never keep flowers straight. Like I know roses and that's it. Everything else I have to like really think about. But like, yeah, I know mums are, are fall flowers and they're just fucking like it's July 22nd and you're already throwing in the fall scent Mrs. Myers stuff. Yeah, like the marketing machine. You got to get out ahead of it. Goddamn three months earlier, a whole season before the actual season. Yeah. Like, I'm, we're not ready for mums. Pipe down, dude. What yeah. the heck? But it's all, it, it is kind of a, a good, um, it is like good evidence of why so many companies were so, took so long to like, you know, increase production after like COVID hit. Cause they're like thinking like months out in advance anyway, you know, right. so it's not like they can just like change production, like, you know, two weeks in or whatever. So well, is Mrs. Meyer on top of it then because they're fall, they're false shits out already. Well, I didn't, they, their fall shit is out, but I couldn't find any, any basil or honeysuckle or, any of the other shit i did end up buying um compassion flower which i don't even know what that is compassion flower but um if i find out that it's a fall flower i'm gonna be pissed (laughs) off (laughs) but it smells really good so if you come to my house and wash your hands they're going to smell like compassion flower and not oh, mum or right. apple spice or right. whatever else. Pumpkin latte. Pumpkin latte. Pump, yeah. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte, whatever. So, you know, my daughter keeps posting all this stuff on Facebook about all this pumpkin shit that she's, that she's drinking and eating and excitement for fall and stuff. And I just trash her. <laughs> I, just, I just give her a big dislike on every status that she posts. That's, that's good fatherly support. Yeah. I yell at her all the time. Cause like, you know, in all, you're all gung ho about this shit, but like you said, after fall comes winter. Right. A lot of complaining comes with that. Bad news. All loving people. 
Yeah. Oh, it's too dark. Oh, it's so cold. It's <laughs> what you wanted. Yep. This is the, you should have been you should have been out there enjoying the late night the late sunsets in July. Yep. And uh, you know, it's so awesome that you know you wake up, you go outside at seven a.m. and it's like eighty-two degrees. Right. That's so great. It is. It is. I love that feeling. And going out in the middle of the night, and not being cold, mm-hmm. and it's just great. But what what you were saying about um about it being a new phenomenon liking fall, I do remember when I was a kid, my asking my grandma what her favorite season was, and she said that she liked fall because the leaves change colors on the trees. Mm-hmm. But even back then I remember thinking, that's a stupid fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. It's no fucking summer. (laughs) Wow. That being said, I do love the leaves changing on trees. And I do, you know, seek that out in, in, you know, the dunes and like on drives sometimes. So, you know, she was on to something, but fall is still in third place on the seasons. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. If it, if it just went fall and then spring, then I would like fall a little bit more. If you just had shit dying off and then like, you know, rejuvenating Nothing a couple bad, months later. Right. But like, no, you have it dying off and then you have like three months of just like wasteland where you're like, you know, oh, whatever. It's coming and I hate it. But it does make us appreciate summers more. So we got that going for us. Yes. All right, man. What are, you, what are you drinking tonight? Anything good? Uh, I'm just drinking water, actually. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just really wanted water. <laughs> oh, well. What are you having? Water. Oh, so, well, okay. Oh, no, that's, that's not true. I never drink water. Uh, no, I'm drinking Boulevard Brewing Company Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Okay, nice. It's good. I, I don't know if I've ever had anything by Boulevard. Boulevard, which is in Michigan City, I think, right? Uh, or no, this is Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. What am I thinking that's in Michigan City? Uh, um, Shoreline? Short. Yeah. Is it Shoreline? Maybe that it. Now, see, I feel like such an asshole. I, I almost bought Sweetwater 420 IPA. Uh-huh. Sweetwater is out of Nashville, I think. Right. And I I like that. But then I saw Boulevard and I'm like, no, I'm going to go with the local one out of Michigan City. (laughs) They're not out of fucking Michigan City. It's in Kansas City. Yeah. uh, Michigan has uh, Shoreline, Burnham, and Zorn. Why did I think? Maybe it's the Michigan City, Kansas City. Michigan City Boulevard. (laughs) <laughs> Michigan City, Michigan City, Indiana, and Kansas City, Missouri. Like, what the fuck? Right. That's name the cities after the states, not whatever. Hey, man. I'll, but it is good. Right. Uh, I'll tell you what's year-round, what knows no season, is laying ice. And this water I'm drinking, drinking is kissed and cooled by laying ice. So everybody out there, whether it's summer, fall, spring, winter, you are going to need ice. Just get the best ice out there, and that's laying ice. Make your drink happy. Make your mouth happy. Laying ice. Exactly. Go with it. I have a bag of laying ice in my freezer right now, Uh and I had to adjust things in my freezer because uh i was freezing some blueberries on a sheet pan today Mm -hmm. and i noticed on the bottom of the laying ice bag it says is one bag enough see and i thought how ingenious (laughs) you know they're like you better buy more better buy more get more so good job laying ice also here's a little tidbit if you're near the Highland Meyer and you're listening to this, they have the advertised price of blueberries. Two pounds of blueberries are advertised at $2.99, but when you buy them, they ring up at $2. Goddamn. So you're getting a deal. 
I could have told somebody, but I did not. I just bought two more. A <laughs> <laughs> dollar a pound for blueberries is insane. And I love blueberries. I bought one of those two pound bins of blueberries the other day when the kids were over, mm-hmm. set them on the kitchen table. Those three kids ate two pounds of blueberries. I'm not kidding. In about eight minutes. Did you get a chance to wash them? No, they didn't even. I was like, let me wash those. They're like, oh, they're fine. <laughs> like when we go blueberry picking, they just eat them right off the right off the bush. Yeah. So have you ever gone blueberry picking? I, I haven't. I haven't picked any fruit in ages dude blueberry picking is such a pain in the ass why because they're they're on a bush and you you know you have to pick 50 million of them to get a pound right yeah it's it's not like an apple you know you pick an apple you pick a few of them and you're done you know blueberry picking you're out there all goddamn day picking them all right you know we'll do we'll do a, a harvesting more later episode is it, harvest is fall. What the hell are you? What are you eager eager to harvest? It's not fucking fall. I'm talking August. I'm talking tomatoes, <laughs> tomatillos, beans. You and I will go out there. We'll bring a fucking phone to record, and we'll just we'll 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 act like we're um uh. American farm, American farm labor people. Right. They're just, you know, picking, picking the food that Americans are going to eat. All right, man. We've, we've, I've, we've, we've outdone ourselves with this episode. It's a little, it's a little long, little on the long side, I think, and, to make up the short episode the other day. Right. But uh, thanks for listening. Wear a mask. And come back on Monday to see if it's going to be me and Brian and David Crosby. There you go. Catch you later.